Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Welcome to the show. I love these episodes. This is a Monkey Kim's Questions episode or Monkey Kim's... Well, it's it's plural this time. Monkey Kim's Questions. So, Monkey Kim sent me a great question asking about DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. So, kind of three questions that I broke down and kind of took a journey around some different articles, some different thoughts, some different experiences I've had, but... I really enjoyed doing this episode. Thank you, Monkey Kim, for sending the question my way. And I know the monkeys love it, so keep them coming. So let's dive right in. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Live Wild or Die podcast. This is another one of those special episodes. This is Monkey Kim's question episode. A question from Monkey Kim. And actually, there's several questions. So I'm going to just read what she sent and then we'll kind of break it down from there. So from monkey Kim, she says, this question has come up for me many times over the years. I'm a bit of a workout masochist. I enjoy doms, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. D O M S. I enjoy doms the next day because it makes me feel like I accomplished something that my workout was challenging enough. Is DOMS proof of anything? Is a workout less effective if you don't feel DOMS the next day? Is it unhealthy to work out to the point where you experience DOMS on a regular basis? I don't feel like I did something wrong. Excuse me. I tend to feel like I did something wrong if I can't feel anything the next day. And just to kind of elaborate on what she's saying... Monkey Kim says, I'm talking about a more basic soreness that lasts a day or two, not the type where you wonder if it's worth investing in a stair chair because it hurts too much to walk and takes a week to recover from. Okay. Kim, Monkey Kim, great question. I think the monkeys are going to love this and let's start to break this down. So first question, is Dom's proof of anything? That's an interesting question. I would say DOMS is a, what DOMS is proof of exercise induced muscle soreness. And what's interesting about DOMS and just exercise physiology and exercise science in general is there's, it's still not for, for as many elite athletes and how much money goes into pro sports and the Olympics and all this, the research is still just not up to par with more, uh, with research and more of like the medical side of things. So Dom still isn't super well understood. However, there's some decent hypothesis that seem fairly plausible. So the first is that the, well, not the first, but kind of the main thought is Dom's is the result of these micro traumas to the muscle that is induced through exercise. And I've found several articles. I'll link to all these, but what was interesting is that the, that DOMS isn't necessarily associated with inflammation. So it it took me a second to kind of wrap my head around, but if you, the simplest way to think about it is there's these receptors in your muscles or there's receptors that indicate pain that are not from inflammation. So we kind of, we tend to think as a, 
a collective that pain and inflammation are always associated. However, what was interesting is that in the case of DOMS or exercise induced muscle soreness, there can be inflammation, excuse me, there can be pain, but not inflammation. So what I suspect, and this I deduced from just reading this article, what I suspect may be the case is that there's essentially these sensors on our muscles that are indicating this micro trauma that has occurred. They send a pain signal to the brain, which tells us to maybe back off for a little bit so that we don't overstress the muscle and get into a situation where we can't perform at a higher level. So if you think about this from more of like an evolutionary perspective, if you're living out in the wild, out on the plains, chasing Buffalo, you're out on the Savannah, whatever it is, I would suspect that there was rarely cases where you got so sore that you couldn't perform well the next day or even later that day. And if you think about it, if you did, so let's say if you did, and then a lion jumps out and you can't run fast enough because your hamstrings are smoked from, you know, carrying a zebra back to your camp or something like that, then you're going to, you're going to kind of get weeded out from an evolutionary perspective. So I, I suspect that just as, as we progressed over the millennia, it wasn't really Dom's wasn't necessarily advantageous to people. So it was almost just thinking about it out loud right now. It seems almost like it would be kind of a warning to, Hey, don't push, don't keep pushing so that you can, you know, outrun the lion or you can hunt the next day. If a woolly mammoth walks by or something, it, it essentially keeps you from going too far, damaging the muscles too much. So again, so you, maybe the next day you can't, you can still perform if that makes sense. So back to Kim's question, monkey Kim's question is Dom's proof of anything. Well, it's definitely proof of exercise induced muscle soreness. So it's, it's really just an AB thing here, right? I exercised, I got sore. And again, it's just, it's not well understood. So as far as proof, that's, that's kind of where we're at. All right. Next question is a workout less effective. If you don't quote unquote, feel it the next day, hundred percent. No. So always being sore, always quote unquote, feeling the workout the next day that by no means does that mean that a workout was not effective. And of course it depends on your goals and what you're training for. And there's a myriad of factors, but a workout is definitely not less effective if you don't feel it the next day. For example, certain exercises, like if you're doing a lot of concentric, which concentric is the shortening of a muscle, eccentric is the lengthening, isometric is just kind of like a hold. We're holding the same position, the muscle is contracted or contracting. So when you do mainly concentric exercise, that typically doesn't lead to as much quote unquote muscle damage or soreness the next day. So for me, I know if I, if I do like a long bike ride or something like that, where there's not a ton of eccentric load, it's mainly concentric or even like hiking uphill doesn't really 
get to me too much. It's, it's the downhill is where I get that eccentric load and I get a lot more sore from that. So by no means does, and same with isometric. So for example, if you're doing a lot of planks, I typically don't get super sore from those. So a workout is definitely not less effective if you don't feel it the next day. It could be for several reasons. One, just the type of exercise or movement you're doing. It just, it might be something that doesn't result in the same amount of exercise induced muscle soreness or DOMS as for me, what gets me the most is squats, man. Especially if I do like heavy back squats and I haven't done it for a little while, my gracilis, my inner, uh, the inside of my leg just gets smoked. So I try, I try and do those enough so that I don't get sore. So hopefully that answers that question. Exercise. You don't have to you don't have to feel it the next day for it to be effective. So even if you think about it, like, you know, yoga, great way to train. Do I feel it the next day? I feel great the next day, but I'm not sore. So something to keep in mind. Okay. Next question. Is it unhealthy to work out to the point you experience DOMS on a regular basis? This is an interesting question. So I don't think, un- I think unhealthy is almost the wrong word. I'd say, I would say, is it productive to work out to the point where you experience DOMS on a regular basis? Because if you do, if you are experiencing, if you are experiencing this significant soreness regularly, what that tells me is you're probably not either training enough. You're probably not training enough to adapt to that exercise. So the whole point of exercise, right, is to create a stress on the body that we ultimately adapt to. So if we constantly are getting sore, it's probably because we might not be training enough. So back when I was doing a lot more personal training and coaching, we'd encourage people actually to come at least three days a week so that they weren't just sore all the time. So this was, this was, um, CrossFit strength conditioning type of training, but folks that only came a handful of times a week, they just, they never, got enough stress on their body to adapt to. So then, you know, they just, uh, they were kind of sore all the time. So you kind of have to play this balance where you want to put enough stress on your body that you're adapting, you're improving. It's that, that growth over time. Right. But you also don't want to go too far where your performance drops. So actually I'm going to pull up an article here real quick. So this is from the wild man, Mark Sisson on Mark's daily Apple. And again, I'll link, I'll link to all these articles, but he had eight sign, an article, eight signs. You are overtraining. Trying to find when this was posted. Let's see here. I can't find a date, but this guy's a wild man does his research and I respect his opinion a lot. So let's see what he has to say about this. So point number one, this again, this is for, eight signs you are overtraining. So point number one, you repeatedly fail to complete your normal workout. So that's if you, if you're so sore or so tired, you can't complete what you're normally doing. Probably something you need to consider. Okay. Next point. Number two, you're losing leanness despite increased exercise. So this and. Okay. I'm going to, so point number two, you're losing leanness despite increased exercise. Point number three is you're lifting, sprinting, hitting high intensity interval training hard every single day. So I'm going to combine these two. So 
think this is a chronic problem, especially in the States where people, they have this idea of exercise where they have to punish themselves every single day, be sore the next day, kind of what Kim's asking here to get the gains, right? So as I mentioned in the previous podcast, high intensity exercise by nature is really hard to stay high intensity if you're doing it too frequently, right? So it's good to go really hard every once in a while, go easy a lot, and then go in the middle, in the middle. So point number two, you're losing leanness despite increased exercise. Point number three, you're lifting, sprinting, hitting hard every single day. Probably signs that you might be doing it a little too much. Some people can handle it. There's just, it depends on your genetics, but I'm going to say most, myself included, if you're going that, if you're trying to go that hard every single day, you're just, you're in that black hole. All right. Number four, you're primarily an anaerobic power, explosive strength athlete, and you feel restless, excite, restless, excitable, and, and unable to sleep in your downtime. So I've, I've experienced this a little bit where I'm doing, a, I was, I used to do a ton of Olympic weightlifting and I was doing some competitions and, you know, I was, I was definitely at that threshold of overtraining and you just, I could feel this, this heightened sympathetic stress, this, this heightened sympathetic activity just from having this constant load on your body. And it, it's really probably from not a love, not enough downtime in between or not enough easy workouts in between. Again, I think, I think you can and should quote unquote work out every day. It's just what that workout entails is going to be very different between days. Okay. Number five, you're primarily an endurance athlete and you feel overly fatigued, sluggish, and useless. So again, another thing I've definitely felt myself, it's just, sometimes it's just, you're having too much. This was actually when I was firefighting in Montana as wildland, wildland firefighter. So I'd get up in the morning, lift weights at my house with monkey Dave. Actually, this is, we were both doing this right after college. We'd wake up early, lift weights. We'd go to work. The first hour of work was PT. So we trained for another hour. Then we'd go load up the trucks and we'd go out and do project work early in the season. And then, you know, once fire season was, once fire season was around, we weren't necessarily lifting for two hours, but you know, you're working 12, sometimes 16 hour days. So I definitely know that feeling of that just overly fatigue, fatigued sensation. And we used to say we'd have these mandatory rest days where it's like, you just, we'd get home from work. It'd be like, you know, a beautiful summer day. You want to, you would, you would, most, most normal people would want to get out go to the lake, enjoy the sun, but we'd have to go to bed at like 6 PM just from going so hard all the time. So your body's going to kind of tell you when you're going too far. So listen to it. All right. Number six, your joints, bones, or limbs hurt. And this, this is an interesting point because there's a difference between pain and injury. So I think it's relatively normal to feel some pain or some hurt after training, but you got to distinguish, is it, are you developing an injury or are you just, does it just hurt a little bit? So that one's, I'm kind of iffy on that one. Number seven, you're suddenly falling ill a lot more. 
monkeys. This I used to get when I was in college. I I had these us, upper respiratory infections regularly, and I, it's for sure from stress and overtraining. One hundred percent for sure. Since I worked as a wilderness ranger, I've rarely gotten sick. The last time I got really sick was here in Colorado, but it was it was like a month after I'd moved here. I was working a ton. I was training a ton, waking up super early. And I just, it's for sure, again, just from overstressing my body. So I really, I haven't gotten significantly sick, you know, at least with an upper respiratory infection for quite a while. So if that is something that's happening to you a lot, you might want to take a look at your exercise. So let's see here. Number eight, final point. You feel like crap the hours and days after a big workout. So again, there's, it's, it's, it's 100% good to go hard and kind of push that threshold occasionally. But if you're doing that regularly, you're just, you're going to ultimately kind of break yourself down over time. So, you know, it's all right. If you do some crazy wild, maybe like an extreme workout on the monkey app, it's okay. The next day to feel, I actually had this happen to me, uh, this week. I did a super hard workout Monday, Tuesday. I was just tired, sluggish. I just didn't feel good. But today, boom, feel great. Train this morning, feeling good. So, you know, if it's a one day thing, that's okay. It's, does it lag on and does it, does it affect you beyond that? I think that's something to consider. So thank you, Mark Sisson for those points. Let's jump back to Kim's question. So what I just was trying to answer was, is it unhealthy to work out to the point you experience DOMS on a regular basis? unhealthy is, again, I'm not sure if that's the right word. I think it's productive. So something to keep in mind, monkeys. Okay. And then, wow. So I guess that was kind of it. So it was really just the two questions. Oh, it was the three. So it was, is Dom's proof of anything? Let's review. Is Dom's proof of anything? Dom's is proof of exercise-induced muscle soreness likely caused by micro trauma to the muscle fibers. Number two is extra is a workout less effective. If you don't feel it the next day, no. Number three, is it unhealthy to work out to the point you experience doms on a regular basis? I'm going to say it depends to that specific question, but I think again, the better question is, is it productive to work out to the point where you're experiencing doms on a regular basis? And I know you guys probably know this by now, but I'm a big Joe Rogan podcast or Joe Rogan experience fan. Really enjoy listening to his podcast, but he's always, he's got all kinds of different strength coaches, trainers, guys that have the record for the hundred miles, UFC trainers, UFC fighters, all these different guys. But what I keep hearing and what I tend to subscribe to is you want to be able to, and there's another coach He's uh, the gymnastics, Christopher Summers. He's a former gymnastics coach. He was on Tim Ferriss a little while back, but he runs gymnastic bodies. But all these guys, these high-level coaches, I've heard say, you don't want to train. You want to train hard enough that you cause an, an adaptation to occur and no more because you want to be able to wake up the next day and do that again. So if you overreach too often, you're going to ultimately kind of lead to this deterioration where if you're doing these more incremental kind of micro improvements, you're going to be able to grow 
much more continuously, maybe without getting sick, getting hurt, things like that. So, man, you know, just, I, I reflect back to when I was training in college, you know, it was just, it was not quite a full-time job, but it was a significant part of my day, a significant part of my life. And I know for sure we were just, we were doing, we well, what was happening is we weren't adapting and we weren't recovering from practices, from workouts, especially in season. And, you know, a lot of it is partly my own fault. Uh, just in my mind, I was young, super ambitious, just always wanted to train harder, train longer. So I would go, you know, we practiced every day for two to three hours minimum. And this is January in the East coast. It's cold. So there's that additional stress. So I, I would do that. And then this is in season. We would lift twice a week in season, which I think was great because you, you can do lower volume. You know, you can avoid getting super sore. You do low volume, a little bit higher weight, and you just kind of maintain all the strength you built up. But I would go four days a week and by the time Saturday game day rolled around, I just, I never felt super snappy. So, and same thing I did in high school for sure. So just something to consider, you know, it's, you can train every day. You can train a lot as far as volume, but you just need to do it in a smart methodical way. So recovery can be considered training. And by recovery, I mean doing specific mobility exercises, doing yoga, stretching, even just walking kind of think more restorative, but then again, you still, you want to have these days where you go super hard, super intense. You want to have a lot of low level intensity and then a medium amount of medium intensity. So I got to thank monkey Kim again. This was, I love these prompts and I know the monkeys do too. So if you guys see monkey Kim say, tell her thank you. And if you're enjoying the show, Myself and the Monkey Society would be eternally grateful. You could take the time to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Helps grow the monkey family and spread the good word of the wild. So thanks again for tuning in, monkeys. We appreciate you all. Monkey on, and we'll see you out there.